No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Isaiah continues his prophecies about the nations as he focuses on Babylon, Edom, and Arabia. In the case of Babylon, this foreshadows the destruction of the present world system. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 21 on Simply the Bible. One of the greatest proofs that the Bible is in fact the Word of God is fulfilled Bible prophecy. The fact that the prophets spoke of things that had not occurred, that would occur sometimes hundreds of years from the time that the prophet wrote about it. And then history fulfills exactly to the T what the prophet had said. We come across such a prophecy today in Isaiah chapter 21. Isaiah is giving his oracles or prophecies concerning many of the nations around Israel. And we begin with a prophecy against Babylon. The burden against the wilderness of the sea as whirlwinds in the south pass through. So it comes from the desert, from a terrible land. A distressing vision is declared to me. The treacherous dealer deals treacherously and the plunderer plunders. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media. All its sighing I have made to cease. Now, this prophecy spoke of Babylon being defeated. History tells us that the Assyrians conquered Babylon in 689 B.C., about 20 years after Isaiah wrote this. Some scholars think that this is to what Isaiah is referring. Others think that this refers to when the Medes and Persians conquered Babylon in 539 B.C. Now, it begins by talking about the wilderness of the sea, and that was probably the desert region around the Persian Gulf. The attacking army would invade Babylon as whirlwinds in the south. The Hebrew word for south is Negeb, referring to the southern boundary of Judah. So just as that desert area was known for its whirlwinds or dust devils that were fast and unpredictable, so the invading army would come against Babylon. To Isaiah, this was a distressing vision. Now, those who think this refers to the earlier invasion of the Assyrians say that Isaiah was distressed because he had hoped that Babylon would defeat the Assyrians who had been enemies of Judah. But those who think that this prophecy refers to the Medo-Persian invasion say that Isaiah was distressed because he had the heart of God. You see, God loves all people. He calls his judgment his strange work. And he does not delight in the death of the wicked, but that they would turn and repent. Now, Isaiah says, Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media, all its sign I have made to cease. Elam was the ancient name for the area northeast of the Persian Gulf, which had the city of Susa. Elam was eventually absorbed by the Persian Empire. The mention of both Elam, or Persia, and Media gives strong evidence that Isaiah is referring to the conquering of Babylon by the Medes and Persians in 539 B.C. It is interesting that neither the Medes nor Elamites were major powers at the time Isaiah wrote this. Even Babylon was no match for the dreaded Assyrians. The fact that the Medes and Persians would conquer the mighty Babylonian Empire some 175 years after Isaiah wrote this, 
is solid proof for fulfilled Bible prophecy. Therefore, my loins are filled with pain. Pangs have taken hold of me, like the pangs of a woman in labor. I was distressed when I heard it. I was dismayed when I saw it. My heart wavered. Fearfulness frightened me. The night for which I longed, he turned into fear for me. Isaiah was doubled over with pain like a woman in labor. He was distressed, dismayed, and afraid. This could indicate Isaiah's sympathetic spirit with God, who is full of compassion. You know, we are told to be sympathetic and live in harmony with others. Sometimes God's people seem to delight when others suffer. But Jesus was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes who were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. The prophet Jonah wanted God to destroy the wicked city of Nineveh, but God relented from that judgment when the Ninevites repented. And Jonah was angry about it. So the Lord told him, Should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? We must pray that God would give us his heart of compassion for others, even for those who oppose us, who insult us, or even persecute us. Jesus commanded us to love our enemies. Isaiah had such a tender heart, even for the Babylonians. Verse 5. Prepare the table. Set a watchman in the tower. Eat and drink. Arise, you princes. Anoint the shield. For thus has the Lord said to me, Go set a watchman. Let him declare what he sees. And he saw a chariot with a pair of horsemen, a chariot of donkeys and a chariot of camels. And he listened earnestly with great care. Then he cried, A lion, my Lord. I stand continually on the watchtower in the daytime. I have sat at my post every night. And look, here comes a chariot of men with a pair of horsemen. Now, Isaiah tells them to set a watchman in the tower so that he could declare what he saw. I like how the New Living Translation translates verse 5. Look, they are preparing a great feast. They are spreading rugs for people to sit on. Everyone is eating and drinking, but quick, grab your shield and prepare for battle. You are being attacked. Now, this corresponds to King Belshazzar's feast in Daniel chapter 5. While they were in Babylon eating and getting drunk, Belshazzar ordered that the gold and silver vessels that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem years before should be brought out. Then the king, his nobles, his wives, and his concubines drank from them, and they praised their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. But suddenly they saw the fingers of a human hand writing on the plaster wall of the king's palace near the lampstand across from where his throne was. The king himself saw the hand as it wrote, and his face turned pale with fright. His knees knocked together in fear, and his legs gave way beneath him. So they called Daniel, who interpreted this writing on the wall. God had numbered the days of Belshazzar's reign and brought it to an end. He was weighed in the balance, but didn't measure up. 
And now his kingdom was divided and given to the Medes and Persians. And that very night, the Medes and Persians attacked the unsuspecting and complacent Babylonians and took the city and killed Belshazzar. That was an amazing fulfillment of these words that Isaiah spoke some 175 years before it happened. Verse 9, Then he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and all the carved images of her gods he has broken to the ground. Now there is something else we should mention here. Babylon had its origins in the Tower of Babel. The word Babel means gateway to a god. In scripture, Babylon symbolizes the world system man has built in defiance of God. This world system continues until Jesus Christ will return to establish his kingdom on earth. In the book of Revelation, we are told about mystery Babylon, the religious, political, and commercial system that stands in opposition to God's kingdom. It will be destroyed once and for all time. The apostle John writes about this in Revelation chapter 18. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory, and he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. So you see, Isaiah was giving a prophecy that would have really a twofold fulfillment, one with Babylon being destroyed by either the Assyrians or I think probably the Medes and Persians is the better fulfillment. But then also Babylon would fall in the future. Mystery Babylon will fall as the Lord Jesus Christ establishes his kingdom on earth. Now you may not like this world system in its present form, because it does oppose God and his word and the people of God. But just remember, God will ultimately destroy it. It will be fallen and Jesus will establish his kingdom reigning in Jerusalem with a rod of iron. And what a wonderful day that will be when he establishes his millennial kingdom. I look forward to that. Verse 10, Oh, my threshing and the grain of my floor, that which I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have declared to you. Finally, Isaiah simply gives a defense for his prophecy. That which I have heard from Yahweh of the armies of heaven, the God of Israel, I have declared to you. And we have this sure word of prophecy from Isaiah and the other prophets of what will transpire in the future. Verse 11, the burden against Duma. He calls to me out of Seir. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, The morning comes, and also the night. If you will inquire, inquire, return, come back. Duma is another name for Edom, whose people descended from Esau, and they lived in the mountains of Seir. And here Isaiah says to the watchman, What of the night? In other words, the night was far spent, and the morning would soon come, but it would bring more night. It would be a time of great darkness for the Edomites. Indeed, the last known Edomite was Herod the Great, and they no longer exist as a people. And yet, Isaiah calls out to them, inquire, return, come back. As the brother of Israel, they had the witness of the Lord, 
But like their forefather Esau, they were people of the flesh who were not interested in spiritual things. Therefore, their day would become perpetual night. Verse 13, the burden against Arabia in the forest in Arabia, you will lodge. O you traveling companies of Dedanites, O inhabitants of the land of Tema, bring water to him who is thirsty. With their bread, they met him who fled. For they fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the distress of war. For thus the Lord has said to me, Within a year according to the year of a hired man, all the glory of Kedar will fail. And the remainder of the number of archers, the mighty man of the people of Kedar, will be diminished. For the Lord God of Israel has spoken it. The Dedanites were a tribe from southern Arabia. Tema was a well-known oasis in northwestern Arabia, and Kedar was in northern Arabia. This prophecy describes the difficult times that the people of Arabia would experience at the hands of the Assyrians. Within a year, Kedar, who was known for their beautiful black tents, would be defeated. The Arabians would be fugitives running for their lives, from the sword. I hope that you can take great confidence in the word of God, knowing that what God has said, he will surely bring to pass in its day. He is faithful to his word. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah prophesies about the siege of Jerusalem and he pronounces judgment against Shebna, the palace administrator. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible. <laughs>